What the this whole thing? Oh! Hey, tell him. It's back. Tell him, Natalia. That's and our, we're here. That's our start. <laughs> She's like, what's <laughs> that? Welcome home, everybody. Uh, this is the Residency Podcast with myself, Jeff Damastic, Drew Belcher, and Lil Raven here. We're live. We are live. We are super excited to be back. Um, this is the one thing that's keeping my world going around. That's the this only thing I had planned for the entire week yeah. and all of next week, <laughs> honestly. This is it. We now just send each other calendar invites just to do it, just to say that we have something on that. It's nice. Um, but seeing how everything is completely flipped on its head at this point now, too, we're going to kind of transition this episode and future episodes to kind of show you guys behind the curtains of some business owners, how they're handling this crisis. Hopefully we can provide some insight to other small business owners that listen to us because we know there's a lot of them out there, as well as kind of shine a light on how serious the impact has had on tons of different industries. I think it's really important too. Obviously, we all have been impacted. Everyone's been impacted in different ways. We want to kind of share some stories on how people are dealing with it and how they can kind of push forward, get creative. Um, so we have a good friend of ours here today, yes, uh, yes. Natalia Bazjo. Welcome. Um, so yes. she owns an, a, re a restaurant called Big B's Barbecue, a local stable here in Las Vegas with two locations with with her husband Brian. Shout yeah. out Brian, we miss you. Shout yeah. out Brian, Shout and out Brian. also my favorite barbecue restaurant in town. Yes. Yeah, and this was one of somebody's been. Or yeah, this is mine. This yeah, is this your was Jeff. It. it was Jeff. I eat it last week. Um, she's also the director of customer development for the uh, Win and Encore Resort um, for nightlife. So anyone who's ever been to Access has probably run into her before. She controls your livelihood there. <laughs> um, but look, this is this has become part of I think the Vegas economics and we wanted to really kind of check with you and see how things are going um really quickly we want to tell us a little bit about big b's in general kind of how this all started why did you want to get in the restaurant industry i know right <laughs> <laughs> uh well uh, big b's opened almost four and a half five years now and uh, the first one my husband brian he's from texas and he's always been very very passionate about cooking specifically barbecue so um uh, five years ago we decided to just go for it and um, kind of got our savings together, took a small business loan and, and opened the restaurant. And, um, you know, a few years later, you know, hard work, a lot of a lot of hard work goes into restaurant business, as most of you guys know, uh, but it it became very successful and, and um, it's still, I still consider it. But um, with this current development, of course, um, ourselves, just like other businesses are um, definitely struggling. So not just restaurant industry, but anybody in any sort of industry that has anything to do with um, hospitality has taken a huge hit. Um, For sure. Where, where's, where's the fir first location? Uh, first location is in Henderson, St. Rose and Eastern, kind of right by the oh, hospital. Okay. And the second one is also by the hospital in Fort Apache and Sunset. Nice. Uh, second one just opened about three, four months ago. Got it. So, um, Ideal timing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right on time. Ideal yeah, timing. Yeah. So why, obviously, you know, your last name does not yield to Texas lineage too. So when this, when you and Brian came up with the barbecue idea too, like you were super into it as much as Brian was like, how did this all really start? Cause it seems like it just is a perfect fit. Yeah, it is. You know, like we have, you know, when you own the business with your significant other, you have to um, be very careful. Cause you know, it's, it's always, uh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Like, so um, I think we have a very, we have a very clear separation of powers. 
that's that's very important. You know, there are certain things that he's responsible for 100% and I can have an input, but his word will be the last word. And there are certain things that I'm responsible for and my word would be the last word. And, um, you know, like anything has to do with kitchen, cooking, food, that will be all Brian. Anything has to do with business side or marketing or finances will be completely my side. That's awesome. And we 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 very clearly keep that separate. So church that and way, state. Yeah. Separation of church <laughs> and state. Yeah, sure. And 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 it works really well because you know while I can have some input with you know some new dishes or cooking, Brian is the professional on that side. And same thing with, with my side, you know, I'll, I'll, I'm a lot more knowledgeable about marketing and finances and anything that has to do with that. So while we keep that, you know, very separate. It, it works as uh, very well as a cohesive unit. So it worked out really well for us. Definitely. I think that's a great note for just anybody listening, right? Like yeah. r- knowing specific roles is very important, especially if there's a relationship yeah. at stake, yeah. like personal friendship, anything, just knowing the roles and kind of sticking to them. Yeah. Or playing just your strenges. Separating yeah. it. Very, it's very, it has to yeah. be very clear. And, and that's why, you know, like I said, anything when you involve family or close friend and uh, there's always going to be even the money involved there's always going to be arguments and disagreements so as long as you know you need to separate very clearly who's responsible for what and stay stay true to that Absolutely. but you win most of the arguments right <laughs> you're saying of course <laughs> of course <laughs> i love that uh, obviously but but i hold on real quick there one thing about big b's that i think is great and every restaurant is claims are the best at whatever it is that they make and whatever it is they do but there's one thing that you guys put so much effort into that separates you guys and it's the wood that yeah. you, you no, guys it's, it's a texas style barbecue so you need to it, it's very important that you have like right it has to be mesquite wood and you know you can't use the local mesquite because it's a desert hybrid so it doesn't work the same way it's like very um pungent so to say it has too much bark and sap the mesquite the real mesquite from texas it grows in a very very humid environment so it's um it's a completely different kind of wood. So we drive there every few months and bring back up. Oh, that's right. So crazy, huge right? Load of wood. So not yeah. Mesquite, Nevada, Mesquite, Texas. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. What are the other characteristics of a true Texas style barbecue? Because I didn't know. And yeah. initially meeting you, I kind of got a little education tutorial on what re- what is yeah. real Texas barbecue and the differences between the different, I guess, subsections of the United States of their styles of barbecue. It's a belt buckle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you know barbecue is kind of a, a very strange subject to discuss in mixed company just because everybody will have a different opinion on what good barbecue is depending on where they grow up and what they're used to uh, texas style barbecue considered purest barbecue so to say uh, what i mean by that is uh, you don't brine the meats you don't inject it with anything mm. you don't pre-sauce uh, the meat has to shine. So it's just dry wrap, which usually just salt and pepper. And then every pit master will mix in some kind of their own special spice, like paprika or onion. Yeah, yeah. And just so you just basically it's just dry wrap and then you smoke it on really low temperatures for a really long time. You know, like brisket would take 12 to 14 hours, depending on the size of it. And um, you don't cover it in, with any sauce. The sauce is always on the side. Um, so um, it's nice. basically the meat has to shine on its own. Um, the main star in Texas barbecue will always be brisket. Although we do, you know, chicken, we do pork, we do hot links, but the brisket is always the star, so to say. Um, it is I'm getting the- starving. Right? Dude, I'm yeah, literally, my mouth meats. is watering. Yeah, starving right now. <laughs> yeah, low, low, low loves getting his meat smoked. Yeah, yeah. I'm 100%. Uh, and, and the brisket is also, it's the hardest meat to perfect. It's a very weird piece of meat. It's, it's really big. It's about 12 to 14 pounds piece of meat yeah. and it's really fatty on one side it's really lean on the other side it's really thick on one side really thin on the other side and the grain runs in the opposite direction so in order for the brisket to be 
you know, not overdone, but done just enough and has to be moist, not over dry. It's just like, it, it, it's a very intricate uh, piece of meat that you basically, it took us a while. Of how, how long did it take you to understand all this stuff about Texas barbecue and meat? This is like incredible knowledge. I think making it in mass quantities too, right? Is like, because I knew Brian, I had his cooking before Big B's ever opened yeah. and barbecue style. And, but I think making it, over and over and perfect each time in that quantities takes a whole new element of skill set when you're building everything out. Yeah, and then a lot of people don't restaurant don't understand when you like uh, when you um, own a restaurant. Like, let's say you cook for yourself, you need to make you know patros or whatever. Right. You're gonna eat at six p.m. You're gonna make that time it perfectly so it's right at six p.m. It's ready to go for a family of four, and you know yeah. exactly what you're exactly. good. At. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When you own a restaurant, you need to make sure that you have enough. You, you have that pot roast or brisket or whatever ready at 11, 12, 1, <laughs> yeah. 2, 4, 5, well, I 6, never thought of that. Sure. And it has to be perfect yeah. every time. Every time. And you have to, you can't cook too much or you're going to waste it. Um, and, you know, the margins at the restaurant are very slim. Or you not, can't cook too little because then you won't have enough to serve. People are upset. Demand, for sure, yeah. So it's, it's very like the, the fine line of having just enough and not too much and having it perfect from 11 to the closing time. It, it's a very, like, it's a, it's dense. I guess that's yeah. really different too. Yeah. Barbecue with the cook times are so much longer than other items, right? Yeah, you're so, not whipping something up yeah, in ten you minutes. Can't just whip right. up another yeah. brisket, you know? <laughs> yeah, just give fourteen hours. That'll yeah. be fourteen hours, sir. <laughs> yeah. Just come back, come and back then tomorrow. they go straight to Yelp and roast your ass. Yeah, yeah. 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 Fuckers, yeah I know dude. the funniest. Uh, you know, most of the restaurant owners, of course, they they hate and Yelp. And I hate I Yelp. Cannot, you know, the, the <laughs> thing is, like, there, there's good good things and bad things come from Yelp. A lot of bad things is a lot of people that just have no knowledge of what you do or how it's done and they write you something that's completely just stupid you know there's yeah. one lady this wrote in all caps beware meat <laughs> not cooked to order they pre-cook it and then they just carve it to you and then just, my answer is perfect i'm like no problem ma'am. i'll be happy to cook you brisket to order please bring an, bring an overnight bag because it's gonna take about 14 hours <laughs> i love that <laughs> Throwing the sauce at him. Good. You should. I, I think I love it. Yelp is funny too. I always hated Yelp because most likely when you go into a restaurant, you assume it's going to be good because you walked in there, you're going to spend your money. So something brought you there. You saw all the pictures. Friend, a picture, oh, whatever. Yeah. You're like, okay, cool. Like you're four just, and a half stars. You don't walk into a restaurant and get ready to order something assuming it's going to suck. No. So you already go in there and it's, <laughs> if it's good, it met your expectations, you walk out. But so like the people, the amount of good experiences people have in restaurants, they don't Yelp, but just the awkward, yeah. weird few. So there's a lot of people like, that are just what is like a like a voyeur who look at Yelp but never participate. That's what that's what Yelp is. It's a bunch of voyeurs for sure. Who read and react but don't ever participate. The shadow lurkers. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, I like them better than the actual participants. Yeah, but they, they just People judge it and then they don't. But they don't put it in if something's good. So I just thought that was flawed. Yeah, most of the people that have good experience won't take the time to go online yeah, and write about totally. it because like, yeah. hey, it was great food. Yeah, they're already you know, expecting it. But 90% yeah. of people of those like one in a freaking hundred that had uh, some kind of a bad Those are your Yelp elite guys. absolutely go and like take their time and they won't tell you because we check on every customer in the restaurant uh, and we check and make sure they will not tell you. They don't want confrontation. Like, nope, nope, everything is fine. Yeah, of they course. They will just go behind there. Yeah. Thumb gangsters till they walk out that door. And you know, we've been, you know, fortunate we have actually pretty good Star rating, we have four and a half at both restaurants. Bazinga. Yeah. One. Yeah. Flex. Which is also perfect, by the way, because there's no such thing as a five star. So yeah. Very possible. Yeah. So we have a perfect Yelp rating over here. Yeah. Just yeah. But, you know, but it's still, it's still like kind of bugs you because you take it personal, you know, when you, when it's something that you have a lot of passion for and of you, course. you spend yeah. hours livelihood. and hours um, making it. And then, you know, one asshole writes something that's completely 
ridiculous. We've ridiculous. all dealt with yeah, it. Yeah, based on his experience. And yeah. the thing is, is everyone's going to have a different experience. Yeah. You know, I may go in and had a shitty day prior to going in and eating at a restaurant. And now I can't find a parking space or I go in and I see a straw wrapper on the ground. It's like, oh, fuck this place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I go on Yelp and I write a fire paragraph review yeah. of my experience. The thing is, is Jeff's experience is going to be completely different. Yeah. Jeff may have had a fucking awesome day at work. Just got laid by his wife. Yeah. Made Everything. some money. Goes in, has a mediocre meal, but it's fantastic. Sounds like a Jeff's great day. In a gr- yeah. Sounds day. like a day. I Everyone's experience yeah. is going to be completely 100%. different. Some are pretty funny too. Like when I used to own business and like uh, or the restaurant, some like we had to yell people and be like, you know, the fish is all raw here. You know, it's just I, I hate raw fish. It's one star. Like, it's, it's, <laughs> they got to cook that. It's poke. a poke. It's, 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 a, it's a sushi restaurant. Just FYI, it's a raw yeah. food restaurant. Yeah, yeah. and you just one star. They didn't cook my fish. Okay. Got yeah, it. and also being involved in food and beverage concepts, Jeff. Yeah. Natalia, myself, yeah. Lowe's getting into it. Yeah. yeah. Everyone thinks you're like fucking rich. Yeah. Yeah. That is the furthest from the actual truth. I think the food costs this much yeah. when it really comes. Just because yeah. it opened. Oh, operation. Yeah. Over furthest here. from the truth. But actually speaking of that though too, because um, I, I want to talk about some positives too because Big B has been open for a while. You did the first location, you know, like you said too, figuring out when to make things, how to make things, how to cater to the customers, what your customer base is going to look like from a day-to-day-to-day basis, month-to-month-to-month. You know, there were some big successes. Obviously, you opened up a second one. So the yeah. first one, Definitely was incredible too. So how was the business doing before all of this too? Because I want to go over like some of the positives because I think yeah. it's it became a great business and was a great product. People loved it. Yeah. yeah or was there a moment where it like changed, right? Like, like clicked, like, fully clicked. Click like, oh my God, the revenue think, doubled now or whatever it is. Uh, well, you know, there. I think it, we didn't do a lot of marketing. I think word of mouth would, would kind of floated us fast. Than anything else, yeah. I think Unlocked helped us a lot. I think just social media. Oh, shout out, plug, was, plug. Was, full, full disclosure: Natalia disclosure. and Big B's are yeah. clients of Unlocked, the agency yeah. aspect. Full disclosure. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, and and there, I'm not, you know, making anything up. You know, we signed up with, um, we actually we met Drew. I think uh, when you did the event at downtown, and uh, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah, and then. We kind of decided to, I, I did social media before that myself. And honestly, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work yeah. because you, um, you need tell to- Tell them, Natalia, tell yeah, them, it, it, It's true. It is more work than, than you expected if you want it to be done right, you know? Yeah. I did it myself for about a year and I mean, I was doing okay, but you know, I had, I have my full-time job, I have restaurants to run, I have a lot of stuff. And you know, social media kind of goes in the back burner and uh, people don't realize that, that, that social media right now is the main marketing aspect. 100%. If, you know, if you ask me 10 years ago, radio spots would be the main aspect or yeah. print advertising, 10, whatever, maybe more than 10 years ago, because that's... <laughs> no, it's, it still was, but, I think. Yeah. yeah. But, but Definitely now, print. do I uh, pick up a newspaper to read what I'm going to eat tonight? No Definitely chance. not. <laughs> no so, chance. Yeah. So, um, although, you know, some of those aspects still... Uh, still are helpful like on the strip when people like have the magazines in the room when somebody that's you know off the strip in in the local area the only way people find you is now is social media so it is important for other not just restaurants but all other businesses to kind of um lay stronger on their social media game um I don't know what the next step will be. You know, social media is now, but you know, ten years from now, we may speak like this about social media. Right? Yeah, it transitions. Yeah. Right? The shifts yeah. in attention are always changing. And yeah. Currently, yeah, you know, this device has everyone's attention, and the platforms that live on this device yeah. is where everyone's consuming all of the content. To where, yeah. like you said, ten years ago, it was radio ads or print magazine, looking in a magazine and reading. But yeah. now, if you go into like, perfect example, I used to work at Access with Natalia. 
before I would go to work six years ago, I would go to Teriyaki Madness, get a little teriyaki bowl, eat it, sit and eat. And I would sit, grab a Las Vegas Weekly or a Vegas exactly, 7 yeah, and yeah, flip exactly. through the magazine and eat my bowl. But now if you go in, no one's flipping through a magazine eating their bowl. They're all on their fucking phone on Instagram <laughs> 100%. Yeah, eating their bowl. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. It's just a shift in attention. And now this platform yeah. currently has all the attention and it may shift in three, five years. Yeah, it's just right. attention. Yeah. But for a small business, that content creation is almost a full-time job or it is a full-time job. Yeah, right? it is. Yeah. It is for sure. It is. Yeah. So I think like when we started doing more social media, plus, you know, the word of mouth grew, um, you know, it's uh, for barbecue, you know, it's, it's not a trend kind of food. It's a traditional kind of food. So no matter what trends come and go, the barbecue is so American that is a very traditional sort very of true. food. It's yeah. not going away. So, um, so regardless of um, of you know when people find the barbecue they like in Texas style barbecue, there, there wasn't one in town yet. And mm -hmm. you know we found our niche, and and I feel like that filled a lot of people's void. Um, a lot of you know barbecue is a hard thing to do in Vegas because there's no natural resource, there is no wood, there is no so people have to you know either use gas smokers or pellet smokers or whatever else. Um, so you know. Texas style barbecue doesn't allow for that, so you can't yeah. cut any corners. Um, Got to make that drive, baby. Wait, who, wait, who makes the drive to Texas? By the way, both uh, of you. Generally, I fly. Brian drives. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That's the best. That but amazing. I do drive back with him. So I was running when, when the tasks were being separated. Yeah. So I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this too. Uh, driving there's you. I'm moving on. <laughs> yeah. It's every six months, right, or every couple um, months. You know, with the, with the one restaurant, it was every five to six months. With two restaurants, it's. It's about three to four months now, but oh, um, making that trip but, a little once more a quarter, yeah, yeah once for a quarter. Sure. But you know, it's it's not that bad. You know, it's like we we Brian's family's from Texas, so we go see them. We go in a little hunting yeah, make a little or fishing, trip out of it, yeah. make a trip out of it, and you know, we bring back about ten cords of wood, and that's a lot. You know, um, if you've never seen ten cords of wood, it's a basically massive, tall tree. Yeah, <laughs> it's a trailer load. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I'll show you a picture later. But yeah. yeah, it's more than a tree. Yes, it's it's quite a few trees. Yeah, yeah, it's like twelve pallets full. Of oh wood, damn! And yeah, we have a, a semi truck, not semi truck, but a dually like, truck, and then okay. a giant trailer, so it fits. Quite that's right. But that's awesome. I like that. So, I mean, so the business really built and built and built and grew, and then like, so yeah. when did you make the decision? Like, okay, cool, we're we're ready for the second location. Uh, about a year ago, we started looking because a lot of people were driving to us all the way from like North Las Vegas and Summerlin. They like they're making that drive once a week, and then. Um, we we talked about it for a while and then we decided okay let's just do the second one and and kind of cover most of the city and um that's great found a, found a great spot um uh, we still think it is great amazing spot yeah it is lucked out on that spot yeah, yeah. sure yeah the, the, the you know unfortunately with this thing happening right now the first restaurant kind of has a really solid following already you know it's been there for nearly five years people mm. come support it because it's been that there. long already huh uh, and you know, the second one is still really new so it doesn't have that solid loyal customer base the way we have at the first one um so we are uh, i hope we can power take, through it power through it you know yeah. it depends how long it's going to take you know it's like if it's down for two three weeks we'll, we'll we should we should be able to pull through if it's down for four or five months i don't know, you know yeah for sure just kind of you know have to base it transitioning to our next yeah that was topic. like <laughs> that was the segue. next thing too is like look so we're you know we want to keep this as general as possible because we have listeners from vegas from all across the country yeah. too who own businesses all, all different types too and we've gotten reached out to by a bunch of them um but so we want to show them kind of what you've been going through and so can you kind of walk us through like the initial impact of this and then how was the you know what percentage of your business was takeout and delivery now seeing how it transferred to 100 percent what that 
what that immediate impact has been like, how, how significant has it really been? Um, well, anybody that ever owned a restaurant or any kind of business like that, um, you know that the margins are very slim. Yep. You're, you're lucky if you're making about 15, 16% of your bottom line, and it's always more of a volume play. So basically, the your fixed expenses are almost the same. So when you have higher volume, you, you start making money. Um, so when that volume is taken down by 50 to 60%, your margin is no longer there. So For that, sure. that's the first thing to go. Um, we're trying to control any controllable expense, you know, uh, working with the core crew. Uh, I haven't officially fired laid anybody off yet, but their hours has been cut. I'm giving priority to people with families and kids um, because they need to support their family. Um, but again, it's not sustainable for long. You know, the takeout is still there. People still come and pick stuff up. Um, there's still delivery service. But, you know, the core base of a restaurant is like large groups dining in. So while yeah. some restaurants are more f more set up to have a like a pickup or deliver, like a pizza store is more, it's, already pr it's, it's a delivery kind of food, you know, mm. or like Chinese food is, right. is more. Single more order about, type, type yeah, foods. Yeah. Yeah. Um, barbecue isn't it. It's it's not known to be primarily a takeout sort of yes, food. family style. Right? Yes. It's a family style. And and we still have customers coming and picking up. But like I said, with 50, 60 percent uh, decline, it's just not sustainable for long. Yeah. And, you know, we're trying to talk to both of our landlords and see if, if they can be understanding and kind of give us a little bit of um, leniency during this time. We'll see what the government comes up with to help small businesses like ours to pull through. But, you know, it's going to be hard. And for sure. Vegas overall, it's like it's the worst kind of city for this to happen in. You know, we like giant cruise ship. We have, you know, a new set of passengers coming on board every, every week. week. Every week. Yeah. And we don't make anything here. There's nothing that grows here. We don't produce anything here. It's all just service industry, hospitality industry. So when things like this happen, not 5% of your population goes um, yeah. without income, but a vast majority. Quite a bit. Yeah. It's not just a strip that, that, that people losing their job. It's um, a restaurant like ours. It's service, um, you know, nail salons, it's uh, gyms. It's a lot of people that, that are in service industry in Vegas specifically um, will be a lot more affected than a lot of other cities. People may sure. not understand that, but ma vast majority of our residents work in hospitality. Yeah, unless, yeah. you know, that just, I mean, as good of a deals as you can do and give, you know, the disposable income starts to go down by 10%, 20%, 30%, where some people just can't yeah. afford to eat out no matter what the deal is that, that, that they're given to. Yeah. Um, so now that it's been shifting, so what percentage was like takeout and delivery versus obviously now it's a hundred percent. Yeah. What was it before this? I mean, maybe 20%, but wow. you know, another wow. 20% maybe was catering when all of those events canceled. So, you know, Oh wow. Yeah. Catering. So, yeah. Gone. So every single, you know, wedding, every single large gathering, every single, um, corporate catering, all of those things. And, you know, you have to realize March, April, May are the busiest months for yeah. any restaurant. So not just for catering, but for restaurants in general. Yeah. So you're just coming off of a slower season, which your holidays and, you know, you're looking for that going for going right into the busy season before summer slows down again. So we're going to skip the entire massive influx of business that's supposed to be here March, April, May. Um, and of course, that's catering too. 
by a large margin, no. Yeah. Do you yeah. see a shift maybe happening in the near, near future? Again, we don't know how long this is going to last, whether it's sustainable. Um, yeah. Do you see other restaurants maybe downsizing these these actual real estate locations and doing smaller locations to strictly cater to delivery and takeout only? Yeah, if you can shift fast enough, yeah, you just, you know, it, it, it depends whether it's going to last another two weeks or another five months, you know, if, if it does, you know, even though, you know, catering, delivery and pickup is it, still a good mo uh, good business model if you are, like you said, which much smaller location. Has to be. Running a core crew and just basically cooking. So, I mean, it, it's quite possible. It's just like, you know, you have to, you, we have certain obligations to landlords so we can just like hey we're, not, sure. gonna, we're yeah. not gonna take the entire thing we're just gonna take the kitchen yeah and <laughs> i just want yeah. this little piece right. of yeah. the yeah. space yeah, yeah it doesn't really yeah. work yeah, like that like, take this back to, <laughs> yeah <laughs> take it all back it's hard to shift so fast you know if it if, if, if this happens so fast you know we if you told me a month ago all casinos will be closed i told you you're complete yeah you're new within crazy. a couple days this yeah. happened yeah. Uh, we, we yeah. talked about too there is no business that just had this in their their meeting. Like, All right, don't worry. Chance. Not even projections, but just they had a plan in place just in case something like this, the, the most ridiculous pandemic happens. Here's what we're going to do. Step one, two, three. Everyone's putting it together day by day, week by week, trying to figure out what I can we, do we, best to do it. Nobody was prepared for this. It, yeah. This just came out of complete blue. Also, do you think it's exaggerated? Um. I don't want to be insensitive, but I, I think it is a little bit. And um, I mean, I feel like we need to quarantine six people for sure. Yeah. Keep them away from the rest of uh, population. I mean, looking at the data and the numbers, I would agree with you. Yeah. I mean, again, I'm, I'm not a doctor, so so uh, I'm, I don't want to sound insensitive. I definitely don't want people to die. But like looking at the data, you know. So many more people died from previous pandemics just a few years ago, and um, we didn't shut down economy and the country for it. So I don't know whether it's um, because social media blew everything out of proportion and media. Very easy to spread. Sharing. Yep. Yeah. And um, or I mean, it's it's a horrible situation no matter what. People are dying. People get. It's the it's the biggest lose lose situation like, that yeah, there is. There's no there's no right answer unfortunately. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, you talked about social media too. So what are you doing now to talk to your customers differently? So, I mean, you were saying how important it was in social media. What yeah. are you doing now to tell them? I mean, we just basically sharing the world the same thing. We are still open for pickup and delivery. We offering, you know, Grubhub, Postmates, DoorDash delivery. Uh, we offering free delivery on group packages and five mile radius, which basically just gives my employees some extra something revenue, to do, yeah. Yeah, yeah, something to do. You know, we're trying to to keep them employed as long as we can. Right now, you know, you're operating at a negative. So no matter what, even though we are still selling some, as long as they can cover some their costs, uh, some cover expenses. some expenses and mostly payroll, I'll keep going. You know, because yeah. you know they they depend on me. They have no other sure. source of income. Most of them don't have any savings. So if I shut down, they can feed their kids. Like I feel responsible for them. They're they're my family. Most of them been there with us since we opened, which is wow, that's awesome. Which is really it's cool. And you know, for me too now, like sorry guys, I'm just gonna close. Go fend for yourself. It, it's hard to do, you know. Definitely. And, and hopefully this doesn't last long. If in case we do have to shut down, I'll just give them whatever meat I have left, whatever food I have left over. At least that will be helpful. But again, we're just hoping. This, that's, that's yeah, yeah, I, I think sure. that's key too. You know, again, I think 
I think we'll be okay, but it's, it's those employees that are living paycheck to paycheck with families to support. If you close, they have nowhere to go, nothing to do. Yeah. And it just contributes to the problem of, of the whole economy. Yeah. So for for you to stay open, knowing you're not making any money, but to stay open for the employees so that they can support and provide for their families. I think that's top notch gold medal. Absolutely. And phenomenal. Yeah. Thanks. For sure, for sure. Yeah, we, we try. For them and for you, right? I mean, you could you could have yeah. easily folded up and just said, yeah. you know what, we're going to take the next, unfortunately, three to five months kind of off. No yeah, delivery, be, no be pickups. Happy. Yeah, we'll just pay yeah, the rent. Home, go yeah. hiking. You're good. Fuck, Again, yeah. you're good, but it's the employees. I think climbing back out of that, though, as a business and a brand, you know, for any reason, right, to take three months off for any reason, for any brand, you almost lose all of your momentum. You know, yeah, we realize how much, how much, how difficult it is to get and how easy it is to lose. And then getting it back is just, once people are being inundated by whatever else that they're consuming, if you just disappear, getting it back is totally different. So yeah, it is. obviously yeah, for totally you is. as a brand, as a company, as an owner, it's important to do whatever you can to continue to remind people that I'm here, I'm doing what I can, I'm out there for the business as albeit it's not romantic and not amazing and not you know, you're not getting what you used to get out of it, but at least people are still knowing that in the turnaround, you're still at the forefront of their brain and the it employees, is, yeah. obviously. You know, it, it's, it's, it's harder to shut down and then reopen because then just like, there's so yeah. much work goes into opening a restaurant and doing it all over again. It's, it's an undertaking. So that brand you building, you have to rebuild that yeah. brand. Yeah. You have to remind people. It's, it's, you know, definitely, definitely better. Yeah. And wise to stay to stay open. So what's one thing that you kind of already had in place that you're like, oh my God, thank God we at least had had this going on first. Is it like, you know, the the loyal customer base? Is it the delivery platforms already too? Was it just kind of the know-how of the restaurants? Or what's one thing that was that you kind of already had thing already had going on that really helped you at least so far for these past two weeks, which seemed like nine months? Well, I think, you know, I know. I think the loyal customers <laughs> yeah. that are used to used to eating our food and they're just like, they call like, hey, you guys still open? And they all come in and like, thank you so much for being open. Like, we have nothing else to eat. The first week after we got shut down, I think last Wednesday, I mean, I considered just closing because people, everybody, first of all, bought up entire store's worth of, you know, canned food. Everything. And ramen noodles. Yeah. Nothing against canned <laughs> ramen noodles. But I think by the Classics. end of that <laughs> yeah. by the end of that week, people like, um, day four ramen noodles. I can't do that yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah, anymore. It's so real. They started venturing out and like, hey, you guys still open. I need some actual food. Um so I'm hoping that people won't uh won't be uh I mean will start getting bored of their the rations that they have at home. They will. And we talked about about this last episode is this is either going, everyone's going to have to transition and adapt or it's going to come to an end. If it doesn't and people have to transition and businesses have to transition, the people that spend the most time reaching out to that current customer base and letting them know they're still available and letting them know this and keeping up with that word on social media are the ones that are going to win currently and the ones that will position themselves to win after this is all over. I also think too, is that like one thing, if you look back on as a restaurant or a brand, cause this can be fluid to not just the restaurant industry, but I think you've done a great, a great job of doing this too, is that you've been open for four plus years, five years, you open a second location, how you treat customers over the long term, and you don't see it, you can't measure it exactly too until a situation comes like this too because everyone has X amount of dollars, might be going through hardships and they have the opportunity to go out and get things because they need them. And they have an opportunity and I've been seeing a lot on social media of people choosing the word to support 
local restaurants. And that's making a choice that they're going there because they want the food, but because they've come to know and love either you or Brian or maybe your you know waiter or waitress who works there or someone behind the yeah. counter or whoever it is too, that level of, of devotion to a brand or a restaurant or a company is what everyone dreams of, right? That's making a true customer where they'll go out of their way to support you. I think that's kind of shown a lot of brands who have and have not built that relationship over whether it's six months or a year or two yeah, years or five connection. years or 10 years. That connection now is... I think the saving grace for a lot of people right too, because I think a lot of people are coming, there's not a lot of new customers that are happening right now too. Yeah. Majority of people who are coming to Big B's and I assume a lot of other restaurants yeah. are loyal customers. Yep. They just want to support us. They want, yeah. us, they want to see us open. But that's a massive achievement like, to have yeah. those people. You know, yeah, we know yeah. that. For sure. And it takes it takes a while to build that, that loyal clientele base. So like we can't, you know, lose them because it's going to take a while to build it back up. For sure. Yeah. Um, so how long do you think restaurants like in general can survive like this? I mean, going on, obviously you're seeing what it's like on the back end. Yeah. I mean, it depends, you know, like we are, uh, we were going to talk to our landlords and see what we can come up with. You know, there are certain things, costs we can't control, like our labor, we can control our food costs because right now we're obviously cooking less than we would cook a normal week. Yeah. Uh, but there are other costs that are not um, controllable, like your, some of your utilities, your, your lease, your... Those nice big, big spaces you got there, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. The first location Those pic There's picnic tables yeah. in there take up a lot of space. Yeah. But, I mean, it's uh, – hopefully they want to see us succeed and get past this. But also depends on on what aid government gives them. You know, if if landlord has, has a mortgage to pay and then he can't afford for us not to pay him lease. But if he gets some relief, he will be able to give us some kind of uh, relief as well. So we are uh, – we definitely need to uh, – yeah. Talk to those guys and see what we can do. But um, I mean, there are a lot of programs coming out now, and every day there's a different story. So, like, one day there's an SBA loan, which you can get a loan for at three point seven five percent. Sounds good, but what doesn't sound good is going deeper in depth just to keep losing money because yep. it's exactly. not really helpful. Just bleeding money is yeah. The, yeah. I, I think I think what you had said earlier too is you know everyone has to figure it out, but we know the. Social media blew this up and we know how serious it is now too. Whether there's a variance of how serious it really is or isn't, we don't all know that. But to yeah. catch everything up too with small business, they have to figure out ways for everyone to survive because it's a full circle, right? If a landlord holds you to your lease and you go out of business, that's not good for them. No. They would rather with they would rather give you 90 days or 120 days yeah. and so that you're still a, a customer then too. I think it's full circle, but then they need to know that they're going to be assisted as well because they're not getting any money. So it's kind yeah. of this crazy thing and it's impacted us everybody so much so quick so fast that they're still trying to plan what i mean when, when, in one of do. our areas we, it's it's us and there's a gym and then there is a yeah. pool place so obviously none of us are able to operate right now so if landlord kicks us all out like he won't be able to refill those, those places in yeah. quite some time yeah. because right now there won't be new businesses opening up for quite no one's looking at new leases right now, even, except for Lowe. Yeah. Except for Lowe, yeah, for whatever everyone. reason. Yeah. Touring new spaces so, right know, now. I'm, I'm really, and, and our other shopping mall, you know, it's all restaurants and one gym too, which, you know, they were, they're all, all in the same boat. So, yeah. So That's one positive know, right now too, know. is usually when you're talking to lenders or landlords and you're making up a story, they look at you like, you know, hey pal, yeah, you're sure. pay, pay the rent, see you yeah. on the first. Now everyone knows, everyone's in the same boat, at least. Yeah, I mean, we kind of have to stick yeah. stick together here to make make it through it and just hope landlord is reasonable. Yeah. If you could like if you could give advice to any other small business owners or restaurant owners, you know, what would it necessarily be right now? 
um, depending what business you are, if, if you're ordered to close, then just, just close and cut your costs as much as you can. There are obviously some costs you can cut. Um, if you're still able to operate, um, try to do with the core crew and literally look at every single expense that you have and see if it's absolutely necessary. Like I cut down my trash pickup from seven days to two days. That's a huge, huge chunk of money right yeah. there. Uh, I, of course, you know, every, every, every single expense that may look like it's not much at the end of the month, if, if it doesn't put you under, yeah. it all know, adds up. It all adds up. Yeah. Um, Every little thing that, that people are really looking at things that they needed. Oh yeah. Wants, wants and needs. Wants are, and needs yeah. are really different now. And those yeah. are being exposed for sure. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's hopefully it's a short term and we can bounce back in no time. Um, but regardless, you know, try to save uh, money if you're trying to rebuild your business and just don't burn through it because you'll need it when you go back out. For sure. For sure. So how do you think, like, I mean, do you have an opinion on when you think this is going to end? I mean, if you're like us too, it's just like, <laughs> this is gambling with zero odds at this point too. I, know. I mean, I just like, let's just all get sick and all get through it and get an immunity. It's just right. Like, just, just I'll catch it, do it, yeah. get it over yeah. with. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people think they already had it like in the beginning of this year. And I, I mean, yeah. I probably think I may have. A lot of people were talking yeah. about it. They're like, we were super sick in January. Cough, flu, yeah. not yeah. know what I was like, too. End of December, January, February, people were like sick, but like, I'm one of those people that doesn't run to a doctor if I have a cold or flu. I yeah, drink some NyQuil, here. I go to bed, and I feel better in two days. So whether I had it or not, I'll never know. Exactly. Uh, but That's the biggest thing about this whole coronavirus thing anyways, I think, is just the fear of the unknown. Like, people yeah. that can't get a definitive answer freak out, right? If there's if it's not a yes or no or this or that, if it's just kind of in this middle, like, probably, maybe, kind of, people are just like, oh, my God, they lose their yeah, mind. Yeah. You're not testing anybody now unless yeah. you're really, really sick. So... I think a lot more people have it than we know or think. Yeah. So the actual mortality rate is probably a lot lower just because hell, we all even four know. of us could have it right now. And then we'd know because we don't have symptoms. So, yep, exactly. and they don't test us. Yeah. I think that's the biggest positive and the biggest negative. We were talking about that earlier. The virus too, is that people have symptoms or people who don't have symptoms don't know if they have it and they're not going to test it. I think that's going to come hopefully very soon or we'll figure this out yeah. how to test people. Um, but let's say this all fixes itself or works itself out in two months, three months, whatever the time may be. What do you think it's really going to be like? We got people going to behave the same as they were. Do you think it's going to take a lot longer for people to get back to normal? I think it depends where you're at. I think Vegas is going to take a little longer just because people, in order for people to be comfortable again, just going out and, yeah. and it depends also on how media portrays it. Like, Hey, this was all blown out of proportion. Let's go back to normal. Or we can't have um, large gatherings for another two years because we don't want this to happen again. It all, you for know, sure. we don't realize how much media like uh, controls our life, you know, and I'm not the one to watch the news all day, every day, but I do watch news at least once a day. And, and also I feel like I look at the news every three minutes now. Now, absolutely <laughs> yeah. on my phone. And literally yeah. <laughs> just, it's unbelievable. <laughs> I need to, I need to like ration myself sometimes. Yeah. And it's, it, it, it impacts your, your, thought process for sure you know something that i thought was completely uh, blown out of proportion a month ago no it's not so much yeah you know? it doesn't it's even like, matter for sure yeah it changed your mind the perspective of everything that you see and you know there's always a good way and a bad way to spin every story you know you can look at the same exact news release 
and the way you portray it, you can make it positive and negative. And of course, you know, the drama sells news. They have to make it as dramatic <gasps> as possible. No, you're saying that, that the news could <laughs> manipulate a headline to get us to click it? Oh, God. Come on. And, 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 and the thing is, like, in the, whenever newscaster tries to do that, because, you know, they just... They want the breaking story. Breaking story. Yeah, for yeah. sure. They're going to make it as dramatic as possible, and they can make, you know, a huge monster out of nothing. And I'm not saying it's nothing, but I think that... that I think that this virus will bankrupt a lot more people than it will kill, and that's the sad part of it. And yeah, there's two totally different absolutely. different things that are happening in our country right now too. One's a health wise, and one's yeah. e economic. That are two totally different problems trying to solve both of them at the same time. And obviously, have you been to the strip yet? By the way, have you driven down it or anything? No, I was thinking to do it. It's super weekend. eerie. Yeah, I want to go. I it's go. super eerie. Melissa and I did it one night, yeah. and it's just bizarre. Like it's just something that you could never really. It seems like. It's I'll do it it's like again. CGI at a movie or something because it could never possibly be that empty. Lights are off. No one's driving. No one's walking. It doesn't seem even real. And obviously, you know, working on this trip, we've all worked on this trip. Yeah. You know, more somewhere recently than the other, you're still there. It's it's insane to see it. Like it doesn't make any sense. Almost it kind of is bizarre. You I should mean, do it. Strip didn't shut down for nine eleven. Nothing. We nothing strip was never shut down. Yeah, that. it's crazy. From like a nightlife perspective, when do you think Vegas will bounce back or how do you think that will be? Um, you know, I'm hoping by May, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. Hoping. Everybody's hoping. Yeah. yeah. Just <laughs> Memorial Day. Hey, yeah. you know what? Yeah. Put it out there. Positivity, yeah. right? We can hope. Yeah. I mean, yeah. seriously, like it it already seems like it's been shut down for I mean, Nevada seems to control it really well. We have, I think, four deaths in Nevada. Yeah. Which in the last month more people died from, you know, car crashes in yeah. Nevada. Yeah. Exactly. From this. So we didn't ban cars yet. To my knowledge, but um, that's crazy. Not so, yet. So, I, so I think, Never but done. I think like Vegas, like your business, I'm like not making Big fun of it because I know it could be serious. Yeah. And it, yeah. It's more of an overwhelming our medical system than it is killing people. Completely yeah. understand, but I think we need to. Unfortunately, I think locally we're doing a great job, but the strip relies on tourists for sure. So the tourists, the rest of the country has to get shit yeah. right. Locally, like we're doing, you know, as best as. Not yeah. great, right? The, as I mean, best, as, as good as a state can do, we're obviously in the upper percentile from, you know, letting cases not get out of control, social distancing, all these yeah, things. Nevada's too. doing really well. Everybody's yeah. staying home. Everybody's staying away. I mean, there yeah. are some exceptions. Of course. But for the most part, uh, well. Nevada's doing really well. But the strip, we rely on the rest of the country and the rest of the world to get it, get yeah. it together for the strip to ever come back to reality. Yeah. So hopefully... That happens sooner Comes rather back than later. This whole cruise ship thing, you know, we're gonna have a new set of yeah. hundred thousand people every single weekend, a new set of tourists and coming from all over the world. So, when will they feel comfortable? For sure, we gotta it's make sure perception. none of them have corona. It's yeah, the per perception for sure. Uh, it's 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 crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, it's obviously you've been doing whatever you can so far too. So we applaud you for that. Hundred yeah, percent. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, I mean, you just you know there are certain things we can control. So if like. First few days, of course, I'm stressing out and being <laughs> For sure. like, I'm, I'm used to having control of most of the things in my life. And in this situation, you just don't. You, you know, Absolutely. and you, at some point, you have to kind of let go and like, I can't control it. Just, you know, wake up every day and deal with, with the situation the best I can. And um, that's kind of... I think that's story. a good point, right? Because a lot mm. of people like to have that knowledge of this is what my normal day is going to be like. Nobody knows anything about no. like this and what's punches. going on. It's... It's a first for a lot of people. Every time I open my eyes in the morning too, I'm just like, oh God. Like grab my phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they start cl clicking everything too. It's like, oh, it's still going. Uh, yeah. Still going. 
Um, well, look, you know, we do, you know, we obviously we're all super supportive of everything that you do too. Hopefully everyone who's listening right now too is, is can go out and check everything that you do too. Guys, it's called Big B's Barbecue. Um, two locations here in Las Vegas and to all the other restaurant and business owners too. We hope you guys have some good advice, advice out of this. Um, we do do a segment and we're going to put you on the spot every week. It's called Eat It, Drink It, Binge It. So you have a little bit of, little bit of time dun, to think. Dun, dun. Yeah. So Big B's was uh Big B's, yeah, it was one of my Eat It's last week too. Where we just kind of recommend, for Eat It, we just recommend something at, to eat. Obviously, we're recommending more things right now too that are either a product you can buy or a restaurant that has takeout, something you can drink. Obviously, we'll see what you're drinking right now too during your during your quarantine. And um, sure. and something you're, you're binging, right? Obviously, everyone right now too, their binge is on an all-time high through the roof. Binging is is what are you watching at what least are you one a day what yeah are you, what are you yeah. doing yeah. what are you what are you consuming um so we, we can kind of go from here we'll let you go last you can get a little time to think here um eat it what's your eat it low um, with so it. on fridays i can't eat meat um so this friday which is tomorrow huh? um My i'll be same. Same thing? yeah so friday i don't eat meat so i'll be eating poke okay so i'm gonna go to island sushi on eastern and get me some poke they have a really good poke bar over there big fire fan. yeah huge fan of poke okay there you go i like that what do you got right now, Drew? What are you? All right, eat it. It's not a local spot. It should be, but I'm gonna tell you guys right now. I make the best burgers. Oh, I saw this. Okay, walk I make them the, through. I make the best burgers. Walk so you have it. to have either a cast iron or a flat top griddle. Okay. It, the key is in the meat. I, I do an 80-20 blend. It's a brisket, short rib, and chuck ground beef blend. You can get it from your local butcher. Smash those patties out on that hot griddle. Get a nice potato bun. Butter it. Light toast. You can either do an all-American burger, which I like, which is like a more of a McDonald's-style burger, or what I call the Coast Classic, which is similar <laughs> to like an, or like an In-N-Out-style burger with the spread and the tomato and all that shit, the grilled onions. Okay. Um, I did the little McDonald's ones last night with the patties, pickles, onions, ketchup, mustard. Fire. But Look, I saw what you did. You, you made the patties like like paper thin. Oh, yeah. You got to smash them down. Just paper thin. Down, yeah. Paper thin. Get that nice char on both sides. That Those crispies, those cragglies. It's the best burger ever. Look, as of, cragglies. As, it's not a real word. As, <laughs> as of right now, everyone should be going full effort into their cooking, too. No, yeah. If you ever, I'm, if I'm, you ever wanted to cook some shit, now's yeah, the time. And I don't cook I'm and or can't blown. cook. I'm all in. This is how you know you're not going out to eat a lot too, is Drew's just fully making burgers at home. Cooking, yeah. Um, okay, I like that, guys. Uh, we'll we'll uh, slow that down so you guys can hear the instructions yeah. for, your, for your burger. Crispy Craglies, guys. Crispy Craglies. Um, so my eat it too is that I love cereal, and I feel like after these past two weeks, I'm really starting to, uh, the body's starting to struggle. <laughs> no, Full the, binge. The, the, uh, the, the workouts have gone to this really shitty 15 minutes in the garage that just really is, is absolutely nothing. Yeah. Um, so, but I did, uh, I love this brand called cereal school and they have a new flavor, uh, peanut butter. So it's like a little bit healthier of a cereal and it's super good. They come in like single serving packets. Um, but the brand's called cereal school. They have tons of different flavors. And randomly I heard the owner on a podcast and I actually reached out to her just to ask her a few questions. And she actually responded and it's a massive company now too. And super cool. She was really, really nice. Um, so that makes me even love the company even more because I emailed her directly. Somehow she, they put her email on the podcast, which was unbelievable. <laughs> and slid up in a real yeah, quick. And I actually emailed her and she literally responded. I just told her I was a fan and I asked her a quick, quick questions about what her answers about the podcast, about owning a, uh, a business and, and some of the agencies she's used in the past. And she was super cool, responded, even admits all this craziness. Um, so big fan of the brand now, even more than I really was. Um, peanut butter is my favorite flavor, but it's called Cereal School. Check it out. That's really, cool. really good. Natalia, besides Big B's, obviously, what are, you, what are you eating right now? Well, honestly, the first few days, like, I was so overwhelmed and stressed. Probably didn't eat much at all. Like, <laughs> yeah, fair but, enough. But now, you know, I 
Don Cook still. So Brian cooks for me. He's That's the best nice. cook though. You know, he made some uh, spaghetti meatballs one day. He made some really great steaks the other day. I mean, he's he's the cook in the family, so I can't. I'm so listeners, get yourself a husband who can cook is really Natalia's answer. For sure. Not me. dude who can cook. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, it's not like I don't know how to cook. I technically do, but I never really enjoyed it. Husband, Brian, on the other way, completely loved cooking right. since the day we met. So when we just like, since the day we met, you know, it's like, I'll do the cooking. Like, yeah. cool. Sold. Sign <laughs> here. Done. Done. Sign here really quick. Yeah. <laughs> There's a 10 year commitment. Um, any I other? Mean, he, he enjoys it. I don't really. Good. But. I love that. Any other small, small restaurants that you're going out to that you're a big fan that, um, are, that are doing delivery or takeout right now too that you're. Yeah, I mean, plan on uh, showing love Jenga to? next to us that that we uh, we love those guys. They're they're awesome, and they're they're in the same boat we are, and um, they love our food and we love their food. So we you know we come eat at their place. They um, they come eat at ours, and we support each other. Not just through this time, but we always support each That's other. That's awesome. They're neighbors, and and we love sushi. They like barbecue, so we kind of. You know. It's a nice barter system. Yeah, yeah. Tired of barbecue? That's, Go grab some sushi. On. That's where we are in 2020, <laughs> by the way. It's about to be barter system. You <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? So. For sure. And currency. Yeah. Brisk is going to be the new currency. Yeah, Jenga, they have some great food there. Amazing. Awesome. Okay, I like that. All right, Lo, what are you drinking? So my little pick-me-up I've been doing now is coffee from like the Keurig, but I'm mixing in protein. So it's like a morning protein shake, okay. but also giving my coffee pickup. And with the one thing I love about it, it's I don't really like... If there's nothing to do, you take naps and stuff. I don't want to take a nap during all this, right? I just want to get through it and go to bed at the right time. So this, this little pick-me-up is keeping me up during the whole day. So it's great. So that's that's extra protein for your lackluster workouts that you have to? Hey, I've been like running. I've been working out. Okay, I good. like that. That's I like your bad. style. I got to get it going. Roger, what are you drinking? It is full-on re- recession mode. Like we talked about, it's all the alcohol I'm drinking yeah. every single <laughs> night. Yeah. I respect they that. They close all the liquor stores. I did stock up though, but lately I've been drinking a bottle of wine in, in entirety to myself. Yes. So I got to get the cheap shit. The best $7.99 bottle of wine. Wow. Apothic Red. Apothic Red is not bad. Yeah, right? that's like low. Yeah, you don't, you don't chill an $8 bottle of wine. You just pop an ice cube in there and you're good. Yeah. Apothic yeah. Red. Like Are you that. a white I wine guy? No, no, it's red. It's okay, you're just doing Apothic Red. red. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Apothic Red. You're throwing, you're throwing ice in your red wine? Just an ice cube. Wow. Give her a nice of chill. Course. Thank you, Natalia. So I, Thank you. I, this all guy my red wine's in the fridge, This man. guy doesn't know. Hold on. By the way, by the way, I object to everything Drew just said. Under $10 wine with ice is pretty much the worst recommendation. <laughs> One ice cube. One life. ice cube. Because you got to get it dropped down to temperature just a little bit to open up <laughs> yes, the botanicals the, and the flavors. You know, the, the, the red wine's supposed to be held in cellar. Tell him, Natalia. Like tell him. something yeah. degrees. The right temperature. Nice little cool exactly. temp. Exactly. So when you, it's not, you don't have a cellar in your house. You basically grab, get a bottle of red My wine. house is, One is ice cube. full it's wine cool. cellar temperature 24 <laughs> 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 um, I'm on the same tip, by the way. Melissa and I are just drinking wine every single night. Not, you know, just because we deserve it really is where we're at. Um, so wine, by the way, new brand of wine we just tried. It's called Tether. Amazing. Go check it out. Price point. Very good. Uh, it's like 50. Five zero fifty. Yeah, this you could guy, y'all too rich for me. Guy. Y'all too right. rich. Very, very delicious. Uh, last time tether. he recommended a twenty five dollars salad. T- now he's fifty dollars wines. Yeah, you got to do. I'm also drinking gin though. Monkey forty seven gin. Big fan. Oh, Monkey forty seven. Higher proof, so strong. Less cocktails. Get to where you need to go. Um, it's like ninety five proof. Um, super good. Monkey forty seven. Yeah, you're gin. not taking the scenic route. No, no, no. A quarter mile at a time. <laughs> Give me there. <laughs> this is it. Give me there, Vin this Diesel. This is the Vin Diesel of yeah. gins. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, what are you drinking, Natalia? Uh, yeah, I do wine too. Um, just kind of like relaxes you before going to bed. Um, take my dog for a run for a workout. He's hating me by now. He's like, fuck it. <laughs> I've never worked out so much in my yeah. life. <laughs> are, you drink, are you drinking the wine with you? Like a to-go cup? 
Uh, on the walks? No, okay. No, no. Okay. Yeah. Nice but, plastic yeah. cup. Walk around the block. Okay. So why not? Why okay. Not? Everything goes right now. You drink it red or white? I do. I do cab mostly. Okay. Like, yeah, there it is. Brian doesn't like cab. He thinks it's too heavy. I think Merlot is like watered down cab. So it's like, <laughs> I, I like it. Full body, like really, like when you like take a little sip. Yeah. You just like you feel it. Like it's a good wine. I like Justin Cab. Uh, educated guest. Yeah. Amazing. Love Justin. Um, That's good. A couple of good wines that are like. Not a fifty dollar bottle, but like Justin, nice wines over Justin there. Justin Cabs, like a hundred. Side of the table, isosceles, mm, delicious. Yeah. Okay. Black, black box. Black yeah. box was good. Black box. Jesus. Try it. It's all right. Box wine. So yeah, literally. <laughs> but it's actually good. Literally. Um, all right, cool. Our last one too is binging it, and so we just talk about anything you're reading, watching, a recommendation for everybody to um, listening to. It could be anything. Uh, Lo, what are you binging the right now? The world is binging. Tiger King. Tiger King. I haven't Come watched on. it. Yet. I haven't I watched it. Yet. Started, I'm like, that is so stupid. I just started <laughs> it too. Like, I didn't want to get it's, through it. Just like, it's, it's the most wild, stupid. dumb shit ever. It's literally insane. Yeah, I've and heard. I can't believe it's real, but I guess it is real. So like, yeah. is this made up? Because It literally real. doesn't seem like it be. Real. I think that's the part of it. Like, I thought it was really stupid too, but. If I you feel like, like this is it, only popular life. because people have all the time in the world. Like, yeah, they're posting about it. It came out at like the best time. Yeah, yeah. Perfect timing. Because literally, I passed on it for the first like couple days. And then the first episode, I was like, is this really going to happen? And then I was like, oh my God, this is the wildest. This is somebody's life. It's, it's crazy. You got to watch yeah. it if you haven't watched it. I've seen Netflix. everyone talk about it. They're doing a great job at, at the shock factor because everyone. Whoever's their PR is. Yeah. It's just some really wild shit. Yeah, it's just dude. wild shit. I think, I think it, there's no PR. I think everyone just has zero time and something new came out on Netflix and everyone's yeah. watched everything else on there. They just clicked it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do you got? What do you got, Drew? What do you I mean, I'm always and forever binging Pornhub. Going through categories. Season two? Yeah, okay. all of that. I, yeah, yeah. I want like the most minuscule yeah. details, the filter. I want the brown hair, you the brown you eyes. You haven't finished that. yet? You haven't finished the whole? No, I'm still on the, the, the internet midway through. But in, re, in all seriousness, I've been binging uh, the Avengers movies. Hey. We've been watching one a night, every night for the past- So you start from square four nights. No, so Lowe had mentioned that as well. You I didn't go in order? In, no, I You're fucked up. You're throwing them randomly? I know. You I'm, gotta start over. I've been fucking up. You gotta start over. I know. I think You've I, got time. I started at like <laughs> one of the second to the last ones. I think it was uh, oh. Affinity War, which wow. was the, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Avengers movies. Everybody's dead already. <laughs> First <laughs> the wine, now this. Come on, start. You just start huge, over. Huge Iron Man fan. Okay. Throw it out there. Yeah. All right, Marvel movies. Well, not to break it too. In order. <laughs> In order. <laughs> it, does. it does. All right. What do you what do you what do you binge or what should everyone binge right now? What are you a big fan um, of right now? I don't know. I feel like to like uplift this whole gloomy situation and yes. funny is what I like to you know, watch before going to bed. You know, anything from like a funny movie to like something on Instagram like funny fails or failed videos, which just makes you Makes you laugh, but you're like Big Daddy. You just need to watch to get someone hit by a car. It makes you it makes you laugh. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> there was one that I was watching yesterday. I think it was Idiot at Work. Idiot underscore at Work, and it's just like people like doing completely uh, horrible things. You know, like you know, a whole freaking building collapses because somebody pushed the wrong button. And, it's oh, an account, shit. Idiots at Work. Uh, yeah, it's an Instagram. I like. Gotta that. check it's it out. Funny. Gotta check it out. I'm gonna peep it. I work, like right? I was stuck watching this whole one Instagram account for over an hour just because it was <laughs> just so sucked you in. Yeah, duh. It's all the yeah. way. The rabbit hole. So you were in that hole. You had to keep clicking click, back. Click. Like, where the fuck? Trying to get out of it's the worst. Yeah. Right, You've eight times. God, I'm the the other new one too. I think it's by Fuck Jerry's influencers in the wild. Yeah, yeah, where I've seen they're, that. Where I've they're, seen they're, they're, they're taking videos. There was of one in Vegas, yeah. Yeah, was, right by Panorama. So funny. That was the newest one on there. Absolutely so funny. It's like just mocking people who are doing the influencer photos, but they're doing them ridiculous outfits in ridiculous places. Influences influencers in the wild. Okay. It's unbelievable. The best like prank I'm seeing right now too is you seen the one where like the guys like take using the bathroom and like he calls his kid in to give him toilet paper and he fakes put like 
poop on them, the kids go crazy. <laughs> like every single child cries, goes wild. It's the funny shit. People got way too much time at home right now too. By poop the way, I've been, I've been binging TikTok a lot too. I've been going in the depths of TikTok. It's just- it's TikToks a, are hot right now. It's a wild place. Jeff's going to post one of those videos of him doing the dances pretty I soon. I might learn a dance soon. I mean, Melissa I might be there. Once April hits around too, I'm going <laughs> to- the list of the two lists is going to be really empty. Um, but my binge it, um, our guest from a, from a few episodes ago, TJ Lavin. Yeah. Uh, host of MTV's Challenge. We were already a big fan of the show, but now even bigger because we got to talk to him, really hear the history of it too. New season starts April 1st. That's this coming Wednesday. Binge it. I'm going to binge the hell out of it. Absolutely. I can't You're a big one. fan of that too. I'm a big fan of that show. Love that show, yeah. actually. There's a few reality shows that I can, I can actually watch. Like There's some I'll tolerate and watch that I'm actually a fan of. The Challenge is one I've watched forever. Like Melissa can do the dating shows and stuff too. We tried to watch Love Is Blind the other night. It's so <laughs> oh, I know my girls on that. Bro. It's I so cringy it. to, for me to watch. Doing? It's called Love Is Blind. It's don't start it. Like you literally it's, watch every I'm, episode. I watch every episode. Yeah. <laughs> it's so oh cringy to me to watch. But so yeah, MTV Challenge starts April first. Go watch that. Um, that's eat a drink and binge it, guys. That's an episode, guys. Hand sanitizers at the door. Hand sanitizers. Do a couple at the squirts, door. guys. Follow us on all the platforms at the Residency Pod on YouTube, Instagram. Everywhere you need to be, um, Apple, Spotify, download, stream it, share it with some friends too. Look, you got a lot of time to listen to podcasts right now. Share it with some friends. Let us be your binge it. Um, Natalia, thank you for coming. Thank you guys. We for really appreciate me. it. And um, guys, see you soon next week. Go to for Big sure. B's barbecue. Go to Big B's. Yeah, boom for sure.